Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. I am so excited for y'all to hear who I have gotten today so that we can talk. You may know her from the real world New Orleans. You may know her from the many challenges she's been on. She kills it. Miss Jimmy Carroll. I'm happy to be here. Like I was just telling you before we started, I'm a fan of your TikTok. So it's a mutual thing, my girl. I was, I was just telling Jimmy, I was like, when she first started like liking and commenting my TikToks, I was like, fake pages, like people will make them all the time. I was like, there's no way this is Jimmy. Like, you know, I kind of fell off my MTV game, but I was like, no way. And then when we started talking, I was like, holy shit. And I'm going to give you a fun fact. You wish me a happy birthday on Twitter. I want to, this had to be like 11 years ago. Um, My friend, like, was like, oh, my girl, my friend loves you. Like, Jimmy, can you please wish her a happy birthday? And you were like, yeah, happy birthday. At whatever my Twitter name was back then. <laughs> it was like, meant to be 11 years in the making. It was so funny because I swear to God, I don't think I was able to drink yet. I remember we were like pre-gaming at somebody's Children. house. <laughs> I probably fucking just had gotten in trouble for trying to buy alcohol at Walmart. Um, So we're going to get into all the mess and there's a lot of shit to talk about. First things first, you are a fellow Lindsay fan, just like me on Summer House, correct? Absolutely. I will go to war for Lindsay. Not that I always agree with her. Not right. that her and I would vibe in real life. I don't think right. Lindsay and I would be great roommates. But mm-hmm. as far as like a viewer watching it, mm-hmm. I, I, I love Lindsay. Like Leo to Leo, I, I love Lindsay. Yes. And she's kept that show afloat. Like, I'm she sorry, has. it's the Lindsay show. It, it is because I, I, like any other time, I'm like, what the fuck else will we be talking about? So she did a interview with Nick Vial. I have my feelings about Nick Vial. We're going to leave those aside. And she just really tells his her voice. His voice is like, what, the what is his voice? The, it's low on the list for me. It really is. It's just like his whole like demeanor as someone who I don't think Nick watches Bravo. And so he just kind Absolutely of. Absolutely like, not. I don't yeah, he just kind of like skated in here through the scandal of it all. Maybe his fiance is does. I don't I don't fucking know. But he did for me, I've only listened to two of his podcasts. And I know other people have said this, like I listened to the Black China one. And I was like, you don't really know who you're interviewing. You just happen mm-hmm. to meet these people because I guess he was on special forces with Black China. And it's like, oh, hey, you want to come do my podcast? And he's like, fine, sure. And all of the questions they were asking her were very much through like a Kardashian lens. And I was like, I couldn't even, I attempted to listen to the podcast yesterday when I was watching my, walking my dog. I couldn't even get to the Lindsay part. Cause I was so annoyed with him and his fiance complaining about air Canada. Yes. I turned it off. I'm like, I don't care. Y'all like y'all are not above following rules when it comes to traveling. So I literally caught up with the, what, what he said through your podcast and through the person you recommended on Twitter. 
I so I learned the hard way about him and that the that 30 45 minutes before he actually gets to the fucking interview when I was listening to the Black China one because I was sitting there and I was like I what the fuck is this I was like this is too much Taylor Swift in the beginning that's when I realized that like the first however many minutes is pop culture and all of that so I automatically fast forwarded it and that podcast episode with Lindsay is ridiculously long in the first place and I knew yeah she was like fuck Air Canada I said I, this is about to be some Karen and Ken shit I was like nope but, exactly so, and I refuse to get my like pop culture from the straight white man like he's not yeah. the one I want for this he doesn't get like his fiance and then those two producer girls that like are behind the camera those are the people that are talking about it but like even his fiance she had said some stuff to black china that like I was like girl I don't think you interact with black people <laughs> I was gonna say all. she's never spoken to a black person before. no she was like because she had said something to black china it wasn't a big deal at all but she had said in the beginning she was like she scares me and I was like okay girl and then yeah, she had little microaggressions. Yes. They always come through, don't they? And then she was like, I just asked her, blah, blah. So when we got to the part about what she finally asked her and what Black China was like said to her, what she said was, does it ever like affect you that dream is more, you know, in the eye and, you know, used to flying on private jets? And she said something to that matter. And Black China was like, well, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean by that? I would ask you that too. You're talking about, you're acting like you know my kid more than me. Yeah. And, and that's honestly just how Black China said it. She was like, well, what do you mean by that? That's it. And I was like, girl, please. But <laughs> to the Lindsay of it all. So Lindsay just told her side of the breakup. I mean, honestly, truly, I don't think that anybody is, no one's the villain here. Okay. Carl has never had a backbone. But people are so determined to make Lindsay the bad guy that th it doesn't matter what she says. Like, she really just said, like, you know, this is how I felt leading up to it. Of course, people are mincing their words to what she wow. said. There are, like, a couple of things that I want to get to, which one is the Carl saying, I don't want my wife to be someone who has opinions. I want you to be more nurturing to me. I want you to be more this. I can absolutely see Carl saying that because while Carl is sober and like on the seventh version of himself, he is still a man. And yeah, everybody loves the idea of a strong, independent woman until you get with one. <laughs> and you're Preach. like, holy shit, she's going to hold my feet to the fucking fire and the fire gets hot. Like the fire gets fucking hot. So also get a job, Carl, get a job. And Lindsay might not ask you what your plan is. Like Lindsay's supposed to be okay with her like 40 year old fiance, not having a job. Exactly. And don't even get me started. Like, and I'm sorry, one person cannot be sober and the other person be a heavy drinker in a relationship and at work period. Yeah. Especially one that's heavily broadcast on TV because Lindsay's always going to be the villain for having a glass of wine. Yeah, exactly. And that, you know, that was kind of my thing too. And she did do the sober thing with him for five months and which is admirable. But at the same time, I think that Carl, like he is too invested. I know people who are like, oh, I've just decided not to drink anymore. And they're actually not, the addiction part is not an issue. Carl, the addiction part was an issue. And he is surrounded by people who like want to drink. I don't think Lindsay should be villainized for wanting to have a drink. And I don't think Carl should, you know, 
feel and should villainize her or feel some type of way. So I think that, and it does kind of seem like it was unappreciated when, you know, she started or like when she stopped drinking just from my end, but it is completely fair for your partner to ask you about getting a job, bills, things like that. And yeah, she wasn't like asking him about like promotions and 401k. She's literally like, get a job. Exactly. Your job. And especially I can only imagine now with like, apparently they were demoted this past season. They are like friends of. Can, can 100% confirm that from my, my Bravo connects, they were demoted. And that's a lot of reason why I think Carl had that conversation on camera. And I think he was 100% pressured by a producer, Mm -hmm. not sure which one, but they were, they were demoted. I know that for a fact. And I think Carl was like, I, okay, I want to be done with this relationship, but I need my job back. So I'll do whatever. Trust me, producers can get in your ear and especially someone like Carl because lack of backbone. Yeah, that backbone. backbone is wobbly as fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, it, it, I would have been done with him when Kyle was running around that house calling me a fucking bitch. I would have been on his ass. I'll never forget one time I was out and my husband was not out this one, like this night. And this guy who had a problem with one of my, this guy's girlfriend had a problem with one of my friends. Mm -hmm. And I really was a bystander. I was like talking to my friends, blah, blah, blah. And the dude started like making like gestures, like going like this to my friend, a female. And then, so I was like, excuse you? Like, do you have a fucking problem? Cause I know you're not like acting like you're gonna do anything to us. And then it just like escalated in my husband's friend just didn't really say anything to the guy and I, I told my husband I was like this is what your friend did not do okay so a conversation will be on my my husband was like yeah never again so like when he was just in there like let Kyle go let Kyle go I was like no nah, that that would have been enough for me but and, and that's another and that's when he played the sober card like I'm sober if I defend you I, I'll look bad cheers to the red wine it's like no cheers. people like sober in between drunk, like defend Lindsay, especially when she was in the right in that situation. We can't say that a lot about Lindsay. So yeah, exactly. But I've seen through Carl from day one. That's all I will say about that. And I will not harp on it because I know (laughs) that he's been through a lot. And a lot of people just think Carl is like a knight in shiny armor. Mm -hmm. Carl is far from that. And he gets a good edit. And he plays himself well. And Lindsay will unfortunately be the villain of this story. Even though in my opinion, this is the most victim she's ever been. Well, see, here's my thing. And this is one thing that I appreciate. This is one of the things that I loved about you when you were on Real World and all on the challenge. You just, I appreciate anybody who comes in and it's just like, this is me. This is who I am. This is, may not be the reaction you wanted to see, but it is how I reacted to this situation. And it's real. And you're not shying away from it. You're not trying to convince the audience like, oh, like I'm actually this type of person. Like it just is what it is because that is, that imitates real life. Being like unauthentic in real life is exhausting. It's a hundred times more exhausting on camera. I don't know how people can film a show and like try to portray themselves a certain way Mm -hmm. because- when there's cameras in your face, it's just more of like, you have to face reality as crazy as that sounds. And again, yeah. that's why so many people come off unauthentic because they're so badly trying to portray a certain part of themselves. And it's just like, mm-hmm. just be you. People are either going to love or hate you and people are going to love or hate you regardless. So just yeah. be you. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's what Lindsay does. 
It is. And that's what I appreciate. I really don't think she's ever, ever, ever tried to make herself the victim. I just, and maybe it's because I do see similarities between myself and Lindsay. Like I am outspoken. You are going to like, I have not always, when I drink, when I've drank before, like it can be a tornado. I don't respond well to like petty ass bitches, like snickering. And the moment I fell in love with Lindsay, honestly, is when she popped up on page of that Christmas in July uh, party. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, that would have been my exact reaction. You are not about to walk around me walk around me and talk about me. I would have fucking flipped. In, my, in the house that I built. In exactly. Because I'm all about like superior, like you, like there are OGs and there is a hierarchy to reality TV. And mm -hmm. Summer House is the house that the two Leos in one pod built. It, it is. And that's why I always say, Carl cannot survive without Lindsay or Kyle. When Kyle, you know, was pissed at him and cut him off and well, he was, he actually didn't fire him from, you know, lover boy at all. And he actually has his job back now. Like, but he had Lindsay and, you know, now that him and Lindsay are done, he has Kyle. And I found it funny. Yeah. Cap Captain Lee was like, you need to get Kyle out of your fucking ear, bro. <laughs> like, I yeah. was like, finally somebody says it, but they both enable him. Absolutely. And they like having Carl as like a little puppet. They both do. Oh, They're guilty they, of it. They do. They both do. I will give you that. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to touch on, because while I feel like neither one of them is really trying to like victimize himself, I will say Carl made a comment twice at Bravo in BravoCon interviews that I was just like, Carl, which was that this situation breaking up with Lindsay has been harder than his brother dying. And he said it twice. And I was like, I saw that. I was like, Carl, all of those little like girls that are in your comment section that hate Lindsay, which I don't have respect for either. Like you cannot, you can't even say like, yo, I don't fuck with Lindsay and I broken up, but y'all cannot be saying this shit in my comments yeah. about her. Like you don't delete them. You don't anything. Now you're sitting here saying this situation has been harder than my brother dying. You can't compete with death. I don't, it, it is like a huge trigger for me when people put words into Same. people's mouths that are not no longer on like with us. I've had that happen to like friends before and I, it will enrage me. And I hate it when people hit the like, but the hot button of like, oh, this was harder than me going through this like insufferable loss. And I'm like, I can't argue with that. Like you're, you know, you're gonna. Well, anything Lindsay says against him, then people will throw that in her face. And that is mm -hmm. so unfair. That is especially like everything Lindsay's been through. Like Carl's not the only one that has experienced and suffered through loss here. Exactly. Like, Lindsay's yeah. situation with her mom is the foundation of who she is essentially. I and, say that all the time. And, and what pissed me off about Carl is he was trying to play it off. Like he did not plan for the cameras to be there for the breakup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Carl, you, even it might not have been your idea, but you signed off on it. And like exactly. to blind someone in their own home, especially your fiance, especially your best friend of years. Like I have no respect for Carl moving forward. And I don't think he needs to be on Summer House moving forward because why? What, what has what he, he brought? Bring to the table? What has he brought? Like, yes, yeah. we saw his sobriety journey, but like he also like doesn't want to hang out. And to be quite honest, I, I find it funny because people were dragging Lindsay when she made him take the curtain or the sheet or whatever that was off of the camera. So it didn't see him packing, which was weird. She had, they both admitted she is the one that told them they had to go back the last day of filming. Yeah. She was like, this is our job. This is our job. I was like, bro, this is your fault. I'm sorry. The demotion is 
his fucking fault. Because and Lindsay knew they had to go back because she knew he was not getting another job. Exactly. Exactly. So in terms of the show, like, and she she made that clear too. She was like, okay, Carl, you might not have said, hey, I'm breaking up with Lindsay today. Come film this. But what you did is you told a reality TV producer, this is a how savage. I'm feeling. That's what producers are. Essentially, yeah. they are yeah. savages. They will picket anything and destroy it. Exactly. You told them you were feeling this way about me in general, but especially about me. And they said, oh, okay, Carl. And then when they tech group text us, and that would have been my thing, I would have started going. I've matured a lot. I still would have started. Same girl. Same. When she said she was getting her nails done, a group text came in between him, the producers and her and was like, hey, we're going to pick up this film, blah, blah. And she started asking, like, when she got home, like, hey, what are we filming? Like, what is this for? And he started popping off. I would have been like, bet, bet. I would have, and then she tried, she gave him another chance and was like, what is going on, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, you're this, you're that. I would have been like, you're good. I would have caused the scene before the cameras got there and there would have been nothing to fucking film. I would have fucked everybody's shit up. Cause you're trying to embarrass Oh, me. I, I am dying to see this footage, like dying. And I, I don't know how Lindsay kept it together. Cause in all seriousness, it is one thing to like, betray me but to betray me in my own home my safe space yeah like it Carl would have the producers and Carl would have gotten whatever they wanted from this yeah. and he's not innocent I'm telling you he told one of them I'm gonna call off the wedding I'm done and they got in his ear and was like Carl yours and Lindsay's story has been on television for x amount of years the fans deserve to see this you deserve to have this on camera they got in his ear and again backbone babe carl was like okay just come <laughs> over with the cameras if i was Lindsay, i would have called the cops on the, the producers on carl because his name's probably not even on the lease like she did say I okay imagine she did say his name was Bitch, on the i lease. knew his name <laughs> his name <laughs> like under hers under yeah hers? He, okay so that was the other thing i saw people being like why would and even kyle said this like he's paying to live there and he's not living there you are gonna continue to pay just like I am continuing to pay my half until the lease is up. And like, it's yeah, that's not, what you, yeah. It's not like no one's saying you can't come here, but no, if you come here, I'm not leaving either. You are going to be uncomfortable. And for, and this I know the exact building they live in in New York. When I lived in the city, I used to walk by that building every day. So really? like, I know exactly which building they lived in the, the, um, uh, the girl from Real Housewives of New York just moved in there. The one that I hate, Erin. She now lives in Lindsay and Carl's old building. No. Yep, that's where her and her family moved into. Yep. No. Oh, my God. Yep. So, like. Stop it. Lots of. And I'm sure because cameras were already allowed in there from Bravo, it's very seamless. But, yeah, her and her family now live in that building that Lindsay and Carl, I guess, still reside that in is together. I don't know when their lease crazy. is up. Ju she said June. Yeah. 
So that, yeah, that was just like the gist of it. Honestly, truly, I don't think that either one of, it's just a breakup. And I think everybody gets to tell their side of the breakup, how they see it. And, you know, I've had a lot of people being like, I'll wait till I hear what Carl has to say. Carl can barely form a fucking sentence. And the fact, oh, this was the last thing I wanted to touch on. The fact that he was texting her and was like, what, what should I say? What should I say as far as like my public image? I would have blocked his fucking number. Out of oh, girl. You're out of your fucking mind. I don't give a fuck what you say. And I was completely with her. That little uh, statement that went out to the guests that he had to write on his own, I was cackling because my girl did the exact <laughs> same thing I would do. I'd be like, write it. Write it. It's not It's not my problem anymore. This it's is not. your problem. And, <laughs> and I just hope that Lindsay has someone telling her when it comes reunion time, anytime Kyle or Amanda has something to say to remind them of the prenup that her father made Kyle sign and that caught like, like I want them to be reminded of that because I think Kyle and Amanda have forgotten that how uh, like trim, like their entire, like two months leading up to their wedding was like cringe to watch. Exactly. Well, like, Lindsay and, threw, Lindsay and her father controls. Yeah. So Lindsay needs to be reminded at the reunion because Amanda and Kyle, especially Kyle, even though I love Kyle, he's gonna have a lot to say. Lindsay needs to remind Kyle that he has to walk on thin ice in order to keep his own company. I, the, in the post-it, the post-it that she made him sign, I literally was like, Amanda, I would have never, cause I used to be a huge Amanda fan, but I was like, Amanda, I would have never admitted that. Uh, but like, uh, it, I, yeah, sometimes I don't understand. I think it was probably because I didn't like Hannah that, and then when they started beefing, I was like, all right, cool. I had. I have a confession. I did not like Hannah on Summer House. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like one of Hannah's biggest fans. I listened to the little Giggly Squad pod. Like, I like Hannah. Like, I did not understand her on Summer House and was like a hater. But mm-hmm. I've come full circle and I'm now a Hannah fan. Like, and I cannot believe I'm like admitting that publicly. <laughs> See, I, I guess- cannot believe that's the first time I've said that out loud, honestly. I was never a Hannah fan. I was never, ever a Hannah fan. I was like, eh, on page. But like, I had friends that were like, we love Giggly Squad. We love Giggly Squad. Their whole, like, just, I remember when what it, one of them said, you know, something ignorant. I can't remember what it exactly They're out of was. touch. They're very out of touch. Exactly. Like, I when I listen to them, I have to remind myself that they're out of touch and they have no problems outside of their little bubble. Exactly. And I think that's honestly my problem with them that I'm just like, it's just not for me. It's not for me. Then the way that, that they're fans. Yeah, I don't follow Paige a few weeks ago because I didn't like yeah. some stuff she was posting. I don't even want to know. <laughs> I don't, you yeah, don't, don't even want to know because yeah, I can yeah. only imagine. But and it's like, yeah, speaking of, okay, what? Oh, Aaron, I wanted to touch on this. So Aaron got asked, I guess Aaron was on a podcast and she said mm-hmm. Aaron just speaks she's not good at reality tv because she just says things and then she thinks she won't have to answer for them she said on a podcast or that no one's gonna have it on record yeah she said and we're recording exactly she said if anything I have different theories about Jessel and Poppet so when the BravoCon panel came around somebody asked her like hey on that like podcast what did you mean by different theories? And all she said was, I would never, ever, ever suggest that Jessel, that Pavit was cheating on Jessel. And the Jordy Cray was like, that's not what I asked. Like I asked what other theories you had. So then I guess he saw her at TikTok uh, or not. Yeah. BravoCon after dark at the TikTok table. Yeah. And 
he was like, hey, Aaron, I'm the one that asked you that question. Like, and she goes, why? What do you mean? Why, Aaron? You're a housewife. You said this salacious statement on a podcast. People have questions to why. And then I guess it just like went nowhere. And she was just like, yeah, we can take a picture. I was like, that is my only thing. And that was my thing with watching Roni with the whole Jenna Lyons of it all. And like, I like Jessel, but the Jessel of it all. I need somebody who's going to get into Aaron's ass and stay there. Like, you, you got to stay there. Girl, girl. Also, Aaron, um, correct me if I'm wrong, since everything's recorded, did Aaron's husband not say on camera in an interview or confessional, whatever you want to call it, that if they didn't have sex for X amount of months, that he would cheat on her. Yeah, he said that. I don't think you should be speaking on anyone's marriage when your husband has the comfortability to say that on camera. Because I would have been livid, livid. He would never film again. Oh, apparently he said he didn't. She said he didn't love the amount of camera time he got. I said, did he not love the amount of camera time he got? Or did he not like how he looked on camera, how he came off? And he, and he liked the camera time. If she if they are back for next season, he's going to have a mic pack on every chance he gets. He likes it. He likes it. I don't know, because you know the husband start to pull back. It's always, I always see this with like first season husbands when they get too into the mess and then they're like whoa let me like scale it the no i'm back. calling it he'll he'll be back he i can just tell by his interviews he's just like i think he he doesn't realize that what he's saying is shitty he just thinks he's like funny and it's like i've never mm-hmm. laughed once when he's been on camera no, i don't no, even no, know his no. name abe abe a- yeah fitting fitting that's all i'll say to <laughs> fitting yeah fitting exactly is all i will say I just, I, I, I think that New York has potential. I think it has like the groundwork. We do need to put somebody else in there that is just a little bit more. They need to mesh old New York in New York. They need, they need to mesh old New York in New York. That is I, the hill I will die on. Dorinda, Sonia, Luann can still hang with the new girls. Well, here's my thing. The perfect person to be in there, I really think would have been Leah McSweeney. I'm gonna close my I'm gonna I'm gonna log off (laughs) because I don't like Leah she's very annoying to me she's very annoying to me but Leah is a person that can get reactions out of people she can get under their skin and she is a person that she wouldn't have came off of Aaron's ass she no 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 and you're right about that the only thing I've never liked Leah but I appreciate her appreciated her on New York Mm -hmm. a little bit she she burned every bridge she had with me in Thailand Oh, I, if I was production, I would have left her in Thailand. Get your own flight home. You provided nothing. The thing I love about what, well, like, I don't love about Leah, but the thing I find fucking hilarious about her is she thinks she's not like a Karen in training, and she fucking is. I think I think that is one of the funniest things about her. She thinks she's so hip and so cool. I'm like, baby girl, you're not too far off of Ramona. You are not too far. She off is of her. exactly at least like in. I know Ramona is the worst, but at least Ramona doesn't like think she's anything that she isn't. Ramona knows what she is. Exactly. Trash. Trash. (laughs) Leah thinks that she's like, you're so right about that. That was a perfect comparison. But, and I mean, I was kind of shocked. I didn't know that she had anything to do with the reality reckoning at all. Well, she's broke. She's broke. Wait, what? She's broke. That's why she's suing Bravo. That she's broke. I promise you, Leah is broke. Okay, well, here's the dumb thing about it. 
she said she doesn't want to accept a settlement. She wants to, she wants production and like Bravo, they, she wants a trial. Girl, you're not getting that. Do you know what's going on in the judicial system? Yeah. Right Do you we have more <laughs> pressing matters, baby girl, especially coming out of New York? Are you okay? Right. When what? she really could have went to them and really maneuvered and attempted to have a spot on the new season. Cause like, and you're not the first person, obviously you're very in touch with Roni, but I see constantly on Twitter all throughout the new season, they needed Leah, they needed Leah, they needed Leah. She could have easily got herself her job back. And, mm -hmm. and I'm sorry, she didn't negotiate properly for her first contract. I'll it's not that. Ramona and Sonia and Luann's fault that they were making this amount of money and you're making this amount of money. Seniority on reality TV is a thing. Mm -hmm. But negotiate better. Get a better lawyer, babe. Get a better yeah. lawyer. Because, yeah, I remember it coming out back then. Like, she made a, like, shockingly low amount for her first Chunk season. change. 7000 an episode compared to what they were making. It's chump change. But also, it's your first season. Like, unfortunately, you do have to that first season on Prove any yourself. reality show. Yeah. Like, and again, all reality TV shows have a very good tier system of paying uh -huh. people based on the seasons they've been on. Mm -hmm. And it's not, and a lot of it's non-negotiable because you okay. cannot have, imagine every time we filmed a challenge, people were trying to negotiate with them what they're paying us. No, right. there's a tier system. And if you don't fit in this tier system, someone else would take your job because there's plenty of people willing to show up. Oh, I, a lot of I, people I, show up for free these days. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, because <laughs> because what's going to happen afterwards if you really show up and show out and you mm -hmm. do it the right way? Yeah, you can position yourself yeah. to be, you know, get those deals and everything or whatever your avenue is. I always say if y'all, yeah. if I pop up on a fucking show, y'all know why I'm there. Y'all know why I'm there. This this to get this podcast signed. It's to get me to where mm -hmm. I want to fucking be. It ain't because I want to fucking be necessarily. No, it's a mean. It's a, it's a means to an end these days, as it should be, because you get the publicity and the attention to exactly. Them. Other avenues, and I, but I am a believer, and the people who want to use reality TV to get to where they want to go, fine, I totally respect that. But you gotta respect the stepping stone and accept that. Don't get on there and immediately start pushing bougie fucking kids, Danielle Cabral. Yeah, and like you know what I mean. Oh. Expect it to like vomit. Her? And I come up in a different age where I came you up. Did. We were just being like, it was like a docu series. You went on Real yeah. World because it was a cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. Instagram wasn't a thing. Twitter it wasn't a thing. And I'm so thankful that that was my experience. Yeah. But I also cannot be mad at people now coming on TV for different reasons. Again, they're unauthentic, and I don't really fuck with a lot of them. Yeah. Danielle, for example. Mm -hmm. But I understand. Like I can understand the reasons that they are. Like we have to adapt with times. God, okay. I hate Danielle though. Like I, she is such a loser housewife. Looked, she is the worst dressed housewife in history. I I don't like my housewife broke. I was absolutely Unless you're Monica from Salt. We'll Lake. get to her. I was absolutely <laughs> floored by the outfits that Danielle Cabral had on at BravoCon. Like a step under Fashion Nova. I I had I have no words. I really have no that suit, that cat suit. Wait. Thing. Yes, yes. I, Wait, I was let me offended. ask you this though. Who was your best dressed at BravoCon? Madison. Madison looked Bitch, fucking amazing. Are we on the same page? Madison looked amazing. Her housewife she, era is amazing. Because they also they styled her 
like fitting. It was still like, you could tell she was on Southern charm. You know what I mean? Like she represented Southern charm through her clothes. I followed her stylist, the, the two- Same, he followed me back. And yeah, like, he followed me I back too, yeah. i him and I being friends. And I'm like, one day this man is going to style me. They did amazing. I'm so here for Madison's like rebrand. She's going to mm-hmm. turn into like the, the new Cameron of, of Southern Charm. She's going to do like, it better. I'm, I'm so here for her rebrand. Like housewife, Madison, like she's got her good husband, her good man. I'm here for it. I say it all the time. Madison, I listen, I did. I have not watched Southern Charm like solidly throughout the years, but I always- I know, I, I know, I know. I, I kept up, TikTok. but- <laughs> I always did when I was keeping up, I was like, I don't know who the fuck that girl is, but I fuck with her because she's got fucking Austin and Craig rattled. Austin and Craig, like, yeah. And Craig even said himself, like, Madison is a better, uh, like, ally than enemy. He was like, she's a lethal yeah. enemy. I was like, yeah, she used to pack their asses up, but it should be studied how she, you know, she took a step back last season and then she comes back and she's fucking better than ever because she's not afraid to, you know, say it what how it is and she still does because from what I understand from Southern Charm they they'll all bicker and they'll all fight but there's like unspoken rules on that show that they Mm -hmm. don't do certain Mm -hmm. things they don't bring up certain things so which I find interesting yeah it's a small town and like Mm -hmm. it's a lot of layers to Southern Charm so they like try to respect each other's shit Mm-hmm. No, Madison's like rebrand to now like the housewife. I love her husband. Yeah. He's, he's like to me the perfect reality TV husband. He comes and films a scene or two mm-hmm. with her, but stays out of everything. He's like, I have my own business. I have my own shit. Like I am so here for Madison's new rebrand. And Austin. And she was doing, best dressed. And she was and Austin's still doing the same shit. He I'm sorry, I can't think of any better revenge. You have leveled up in so many different ways. And to be honest, that's what she was telling Austin when they broke up. She was like, you like during the pandemic, him and Craig running around getting COVID, doing like drinking beer online. Do you know how fucking unattractive that is, bro? Like she's like, I know where I want my life to be. This is what I want. Yeah. And uh. she fucking leveled up and he's been sick about it ever since. When that motherfucker was like, he's not like some Greek God. I said, have you seen her yes, husband he and you? I said, every single, every single time, if I had to choose, it would be her husband. And because her husband don't and, be running his fucking mouth that much either. And this is how I know her husband's a real one. Again, because I'm on TV. I watch TV differently. Mm-hmm. When her son was like sitting on that counter crying after he got beat up. The husband was purposely positioning himself to block the camera because he mm-hmm. was trying to protect his stepson. And I was like, her oh. husband is a man. Austin would have been like making a scene and trying to, you know, her husband was purposely, and anyone can go back and watch that scene. Yeah. He was purposely like putting himself in front of the camera so they wouldn't get this, you know, seven-year-old boy in his like vulnerable right. moments Cause he knows yeah. this is gonna air. And kids are going to see this. And like, that was her husband's way of like protecting her son. And that's when I just was like, Madison, you did it. You did it, girl. I'm so proud of you. You know what? I did pick up on that. I just like how they were standing in general, just because I thought the moment was cute in general. And I liked the questions that he asked Hudson. I can't like, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I just liked seeing them, like how they handled that. And I liked how he showed up, like the questions that he asked. And he took him upstairs because Madison was like breaking down. No, he, Madison, 
Austin. I hate Austin. So do I. Like I enjoy so watching I. Austin on TV. I would never hang out with Austin. I would never let my girlfriends hang out with Austin. Like he it's, is a thumb of a man. Well, it's baffling to me because Paige was fucking screaming at Hannah or at Luke saying, I would never let my friend date someone like you. You literally let your friend date Austin. Yeah. So what the fuck are you talking and Luke, about? And Luke just, and, Luke, and don't even get me started on the bad edit Luke got. Like they were just against that man for so much. We'll be here for a long time. We can't start. We cannot yes, start. Yes. From the we'll beginning. We'll for another day. Yeah, we'll talk about that offline. Let's pivot into a broke housewife, Monica. Right before we got on here, I have been going down the Monica spiral. Her, how she doesn't pay for her Botox? Okay, so that's the thing. I was reading into that because I always was like, the thing is, like, Jimmy, it's messy from beginning to end on both sides. Mm -hmm. Both sides. And it kind of seems like Beauty Lab didn't deny messing up her injections. And so what doesn't make sense to me is one, this all started back in 2019 and allegedly there was like a contract of like an agreement for her to pay this $249 a month or for this amount of money a month, right? She had pay- she paid How the down payment. How much filler and Botox was she getting? That's what I'm trying to understand. And but like you know, it's fucking Utah. Everything is built off of everything is so like fucking uh, pyramid scheme coded. I wouldn't be surprised. If- <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. If Heather has like a membership Everything's program. Everything's a pyramid and Utah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Exactly. So now it's up to two thousand dollars that she owes them. They're claiming that. It's been, they've lost significant money because she hasn't paid them. And I was like reading this and I was like, this says 2000 and not 20,000, right? Because in my mind, this said 20,000 or $2,000 and you're claiming that it's significant money. But you also told us, Heather, that Beauty Lab and Laser is doing so well that you just opened a second location. Are we not thinking about what we put on TV like what the also, hell also the miami girls would never two thousand dollars nicole like wipes her ass with that oh on a my Tuesday. god exactly and my whole thing is like okay let's hypothetically pretend i'm in heather's shoes and one of my cast members owes my business two thousand dollars i'm not suing you i'm just gonna use that as leverage every time we film together next season yes uh, go get me a drink go buy my drink um I, I would like it's, and it's that's, such like, a good bomb like, to drop but also yes it's also just like perfect reality tv mm-hmm. like a stock to have like anytime monica said anything crazy to me buy me a drink i'll take it off your tab like i would literally <laughs> and abuse that line until she like handed me two thousand dollars on camera and i'm like <laughs> did it for my business that but, is yeah, like so heather's funny. Over, heather suing over two thousand dollars is like Everyone see is everyone broke in Utah? Like well, okay, so then that's the other thing. So then she counter she counter sues. They sued her first. She I wouldn't even sue one of my friends over two thousand dollars. Right. Like it's she she counter sues and says, you know, she had to go pay for money for other people, uh, the other doctor to like get it right. So then and they don't deny that. They don't deny that. They even say, like, we offered to fix it. I'm like, so you did mess up her face. 
her like and show me pictures of the yeah. messed up face Monica. Like, and you know she will. You know Monica. You will know she will. She is. I just said this on my stories. She is the definition, and this is why the girlies are shook. This is why every single cast member is shook by her. She is the definition of willing to burn a bridge down while she's standing on it. She does not care. She's like, I have no problem putting my fucking tea out here, and I will put all y'all's out there as well. And that's why they're so bothered by her. That is why they're so bothered. Dangerous. By her. She in is dangerous. Like and, she oh. will burn the entire. She'll burn all of Salt Lake down in order to secure season two. Exactly, and so that not only that she. And then there was some talk. Now, this is just rumors of like, I can't talk about Heather's black eye anymore because I don't give a fuck. I'm never going to know the truth. But people are saying like, well, Heather's black eye was, it was alluded to at one point that she actually did get that from like injecting, like in injections <gasps> or whatever. I always said, I was either like Jen Shaw, like, or it was her own work. And I was like, at the end of the day, what makes more sense? It was her own work. Yeah, because I'm sorry, you- if, if, one, if I owned a beauty spa and one of my... Someone that worked for me injected me and gave me a black eye. Fire. Like, and I wanted to shut down for a while. Like, how well, embarrassing. I don't think Jen Shaw cocked her like that because she would have had to cock her, like, for that eye to be swollen and yes. black, stuff like that. She would have had to have cocked her four days prior to that trip. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And no, I just it, don't and, think. And Heather protected it so much. Like, you only protect something that much if it's your own shit. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I said. I was like, I don't even think Heather is loyal to Jen. She was a ride or die. But I don't think that that, I really don't think that that had to have, like, had anything to do with Jen. I also don't think Jen Shaw packs a punch that hard. Like, I really don't. I've been in a fight with, I've been in fights with bitches. This was pre-Jen Shaw shell. Post-Jen Shaw shell, it might be a little different. Right. And I'm just like, y'all, like, if no one's ever been in a fight before, you have to get re- hit in the eye repeatedly over and over. Repeatedly in the same to, spot. Yeah. With the for same to force. Absolutely. Well, up like that. Like I've gotten hit in the face before and like literally not even had a knot. It's same. been like red. Same. You, know, you know what I mean? But <laughs> mine was very red, obviously. So the other thing that I found out about her was that her divorce finally settled from the ex-husband. And they're actually not, they didn't break up because of the affair. They broke up because of something else. And she was granted full custody of all the kids. And $6,000 a month, correct? And and the house and something else. I said, what the so fuck what did is he going do? on? I said, what the fuck is going on? Full custody. Full custody is crazy. He doesn't want to be around those kids because she was the one that cheated with the brother-in-law. Yet she gets full custody, $6,000 in the house. Like there's way more going on. It's like six and a half thousand dollars a month. The house. Yeah. 6.6. Like, yeah. 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 I said, what? I said, no. Like I said, this is dark. I said, this is fucking dark. And again, what I don't like, I don't want to say anything that I don't know, but I'm like full custody, full custody of the kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, what? my hope. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, it'll probably be her storyline on season two. Mm-hmm. Like, she I, she, said- if she's willing to speak on her mom the way she did, she's definitely going to speak on her ex-husband. Especially now that she can. She couldn't prior to this. Uh-huh. Unless his team was smart enough to put in a clause or two, but mm-hmm. I oh, don't no. know. She said, I can't wait for y'all to find out. And I said, well, baby, I can't wait for yeah. you to tell me. Okay? Yeah. I cannot wait. I, like, I want to get a drink with her so fucking bad. I 
love that she rattled Lisa Barlow so much that Lisa Barlow couldn't even pull out a fake ass read from her ass. Well, she, she said, Lisa was like, the sound, she couldn't even say sound bad. She could she, not even say sound bad. You know how like, even when Lisa Barlow was screaming about Meredith and screaming like last season, it was still giving like kind of forced. It was like, fuck yeah. Meredith and her fake family. It was still forced. When she was arguing with Monica, you could see that she was, coming on glued she was coming in yeah. she was i mean she was pissed. she was causing a scene in front of people she, and that's and she not like little exactly. baby in a manger exactly so like i do love salt lake because i feel like when i watch salt lake i'm watching a simulation i'm like these are not real people yes. but they just can't read like i am such an east coast housewife girly yeah because obviously potomac and alana you know yeah. the reads are the reads are done there even old school new york they would go to Clint. battle yeah. even my cuban bitches oh i love during even my like the cuban girlies mm. in miami yeah. that i love to death they do it in their own like but like salt lake watching that i'm like oh my god someone uh, form a sentence monica that was I gathering her ass monica was gathering her ass and that's so like jen shaw used to do the rehearsed rate all of them were so like rehearsed you know what i mean monica, and i will never appreciate that because i'm just like a no. like I, i'll never get it because like i be can quick just get mad enough to like yeah yeah you need to be quick-witted and that's partially my problem with a lot of these housewives these days i'm like you guys want these rehearsed reads that you can put well, on that's why i don't watch orange county or beverly hills because i just don't think that they're like i don't i don't i don't fuck with the west coast of housewives i'm such like an east coast girly yeah it's yeah they definitely do things differently it's very like white ladies screaming in very and that's snide not my, that's just not my thing like yeah. i'm like i mean honestly Potomac are my girls. Oh, and I, Miami. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and old school Atlanta. Old school Atlanta. Oh like, my God. I will die for old school Atlanta. That's my but comfort. I, I fuck with Potomac because the way that they speak to each other, but then can mm -hmm. still be friends, I respect because mm -hmm. it reminds me of old school New York. And old we'll school call Atlanta. each other the shadiest names, exactly, mm -hmm. but still will, you know, have a margarita at the end of the night because this is a job. And mm -hmm. I like Miami because it's just, I love the scenes and the people and like, I, I just love Miami. I like, love Miami. I, I think I, I love them. But no, Monica is like, when she, she gathered Lisa and she did not skip a beat. She didn't like, I, I was loving it. I just... That was one of the best arguments I've seen on that show. It's probably the best argument I've ever seen. On best fucking... argument on Salt Lake and yeah. the best argument we've seen on Housewives in a while. And Monica said it best. I argued in a lot of places. This is actually a, class a classy place to argue. I and love... I was like, this bitch is on I love that she owns that because you really can't call her anything. And then like Lisa Barlow resorts to like, thank God, no one, obviously no one wants to be your mom. I said, you're nasty. I said, that's how you know you, yeah. can't, you can't check a bitch because you just got and, and, so and Monica's better than me because I would oh. be like, well, that's why my kids tell me things. What did, what did you know about your son? True. What did you I, know about your son? I would have brought her son into that so fast. Oh, I would have turned her ass out. Yeah. I would have checked Lisa so fucking Dang. long ago when she was screaming last season was like, oh my God, you guys can't believe blah, blah. You, I've lost respect for Lisa after that hot mic moment because I don't think that that was a hot mic moment. I think she did it no, on purpose. No, no, no. It was disgusting. Because the funny <laughs> thing is, I swear to God, the, the mic is warm on your body. You know when you have a mic on. Like, Oh, really? That's the funny thing about a mic is you can always feel it. It's warm. It feels like a mini heating pad. 
Really? So anyone that had a hot, a hot mic moment, I never vibe with because you can always feel when you have a mic on. Same with Lenny in Miami. That man knew what he was doing. Interesting. I never in my life have I fallen like, oh, they knew it was a hot mic moment. No, they were looking for a moment. Really? See, I, I've always you wondered always about that. You can always feel a mic. I always wonder about that because it's you can see goggles it. on. Yeah, like having goggles on, whether they're on your forehead or your face, you know when you have goggles. You have you have uh -huh. glasses on right yeah, now. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Glasses on, right? Yeah. No different when the mic. You know when you have a mic on. I always think about that because think like you can, you can whisper, see you can feel it. It's warm. Yeah. It's literally it's like a baby heating pad. So I've never understood a hot mic moment. Oh, I couldn't. That's someone just that. looking for a moment. Yeah, I, I couldn't deal with that because I get really hot in the. I kind of run hot in the first place, and then when I'm Same. pissed. When I'm pissed, I am like, I, and I'm like, you would probably see sweat marks on me. Like I would probably be at a fucking- No, nice that I've been so angry and like something has happened. I've taken my mic off. There had been like marks on my body from it because it, again, heat activates when yeah. your body's activating. So a hot mic moment is not a thing. Even in a interview confessional, you have an actual mic on your body. Uh -huh. So that's not a thing. That is people using it as an excuse because they did not think it would air. I just never, like, I really, it just always gave rehearse to me, like, fuck Lisa and her, or fuck Meredith and her fucking fake family that poses. I would never come off that shit. I would never, my family Same. poses, you can say I pose, whatever. My family poses, and oh, I fucked half of New York. I fucked, I don't have any respect for friendships. Like, when you start getting into, like, oh, she fucked so-and-so, like, telling. And, and name people. Tell me who. Tell me who name them not, even if my, I knew my girl like anybody that I used to be friends with if I knew that yeah. they fucked around on their thing I would never make that public knowledge I'm not gonna make yeah it. no but but some people don't realize that loyalty remains post-friendship like that's the I, difference between like yeah like there's yeah. many people that I'm not friends anymore for and maybe they did me wrong but I still will never tell their business cross those lines because if we were once friends I will always have love for you and respect for you and never cross those lines but other people yeah. do not think like that for me it's more so like when I'm done with you I'm done with you I don't even want you fucking bothering me I don't want your name in my mouth I don't same. want people asking me questions same. about the rumor that I said about you so it's like no, it's same. done but I just like I was I cannot get my head around what Monica knows about all of these women because even in like I feel like personally I feel like Lisa is low-key also trying to like kind of take Jen Shah's spot as far as like yeah having well the they minions. just feel like that the the hierarchy the queen mm -hmm. bee because there's always a, the first chair yeah the first chair next to Andy is always a, like is always up for grabs and like so that's True. what they're like going for True. I have like five more minutes by the way okay okay yeah no problem okay so we'll just get into Miami since you do not watch Beverly Hills or anything like that where are you with this season so far I mean we're only two episodes in oh my god I am a Miami girl for life mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite franchises um I was so curious to see Larsa and Marcus mm -hmm. he's kind of fun I like it I, I like it. I, I don't like, like it. it. I still think it's weird, but he's kind of fun. No, it's but also Larsa's weird. Larsa's yes, weird. Yes. Larsa has always been weird. So like, mm -hmm. I like it. Um, Gertie's story is going to be so real to watch. My, but this is the thing. This is what I'm saying. Gertie's like, I have cancer. I have breast cancer. 
Adriana just screams like I'm like I, I literally like I like laughed and I didn't mean so did laugh, I so scream, did I I was like and then of course Julia what's the last name's name Julia she's my least favorite Julia I can't remember what her last name I don't yeah. know how to pronounce she it she was her. making it about herself because you know she's been Martina. in it with Martina yeah. And I'm just, I, Dr. Nicole's my favorite. So mine you too. can just tell that Dr. Nicole fucks with Gertie so hard, the way mm -hmm. that she was just mad. She was yeah. angry that that was happening to her friends. But I love Miami. I love all of them in different ways. And it's one of the best franchises. It I wouldn't is, change a thing And they're about rich. Them. I love watching rich housewives. They are. And listen, they are. And Lisa is trying. Listen, I got to respect my Lisa, Lisa Hochstein, because... Her, I have friends that are from Miami and they have said that they're like, no, Lisa knew that she was going to stay on like a to like star Island adjacent. Babe. You, like, oh yeah. Lisa's she's, she, oh my God. She's such a Leo. She was, well, she's, she's going to get what she wants. Lenny's a piece oh. of why that's the mother of your children. Why were you trying to give her the bottom bear? You know why Lenny's a piece of shit? His mom. His mother. Yeah. His mother. The way that she acts is so disgusting. I would have had to turn that play play date out when she was like, well, you didn't pay attention to him. I would have been like, bitch, are you okay? I would have been like, your, your son is the way he is because of you. I hate his mother. And then it's like, a, like that old lady is oh, the worst. I would have cussed that out. I, I would have cussed yes. that old bad Wait, out. Miami and Potomac are my top two right now. What are your top oh. two? Yeah, same. I knew we were forgetting something before I let you go. Please uh, tell yes, me I just where you're say, at with I Robin. <laughs> I have to say this. I guarantee you, like, I would put all the money in my checking account on it. Not my savings, but my checking. That <laughs> production told her, if you and Juan Dixon do not have a conversation day one of filming, you are going to be a friend of. Really? I promise you that. Yes. Yes. And off camera, we'll have to talk. I have a, one of my gay guy friends hung out with Michael Darby all summer in a group of friends, like not one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. I'll you all that tea, you know, one-on-one, -on -one. but okay. no, um, the production definitely told Robin, you and Juan Dixon are having a, a, an actual conversation on camera or you will be a friend of Juan unemployed, right. unemployed. Exactly. Uh, unemployed, even though he was trying to beat around it. We all know the truth. He's unemployed. So he had to have that conversation. Question. And I, cause I've been asking everybody this, let's say we are taking Juan Dixon's word for it and it, and you know, he really didn't like, he didn't know the lady or, and he just paid for the room. He didn't sleep with her. Would then he could have called, he could have called the hotel. Would you, or would you not still break up with your man over that? break up with my man I would be in jail yeah <laughs> I would be in jail over that like I'm gonna be very honest break up with my man. no no in what world is that okay exactly I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not to ask my boyfriend he doesn't know about this what, what is your husband if you if, would your husband do that would he go my, my boyfriend's not that nice maybe other people are like my husband world. wouldn't even open the fucking dm the dm he would not have instagram even, first yeah he wouldn't yeah. even open the but, fucking about, DM. and one's like one's like i'd give a homeless man five dollars different totally di yeah different no, and also if you really if you really really if that was the truth you would have called the hotel Mm -hmm. and paid for that girl's room and also your stupid one because your friend was with you you should have put it on his credit card but like hello 
Like, yeah, no, that man fucked her, and Robin knows it, and all of Potomac knows it, and but I did not like that little sit down they tried to have with her. If I was Robin, I would have told Giselle about herself. I would have told Ashley about herself. I would have asked Sharice why she's even here. Robin is just a film one day a month. Robin is an Aries just like me. And I know that I, like I told my friend, I said, you know, that that is one of my like, not worst fears, but like when she was walking down that thing, I said, if I and came I just knew. and I sat down and y'all started that fucking sister circle with me, I would be, I rate, I, you, I probably would have been like, I'm not doing this. I'm not fucking doing no, this. No, same. Like same. job or I not. I would have went off on everyone yeah. production included, mm-hmm. especially Giselle, because you yeah. want to talk about your ex-husband? And who he has pregnant? But do, and what do he you does? think? Do you think Giselle and Robin are so fucking sneaky and so fucking close? Do you think that Giselle gave her a heads up, like, "Hey, we're gonna film this. Like, you, you need to do this. Keep her job because you you know that Giselle is the reason Robin got hired." And I also think that production might have given her heads up. Again, yeah. Robin was on strict boundaries leading up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she needed to be because she got away with too much. Yeah. So true. My, but at the end of the day, like Ashley Darby is not going to lecture me on me and my man. Oh no. In no world is Ashley TikTok Darby going to lecture me. Hell in no. The, uh, Absolutely. In no world. Not. Absolutely the fuck not. Okay. On that note, Jimmy, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I loved this. Can I come back yeah, like halfway through or toward the end of Potomac <laughs> in Miami? Because you know that's what I want to talk about. And we'll absolutely. have the Salt Lake reunion to talk about. You can come back on any time you want. Please tell the people where they I can have find the best you. time with you. If you want to plug anything, uh, just plug it. Jim, just Jim underscore on Instagram and TikTok. I'm going to start making TikTok. Can you hold me accountable to that? I, to make I will. TikTok? I will hold you accountable. Um, and y'all already know where you can find me over on Instagram at who asked me podcast at who asked Zell for my personal page, even though I don't barely on it. Who asked Zell on TikTok? If you are in the North Carolina Durham area, I do have a stand up show on the 18th at me at the <gasps> meadery. Um, that is my last time. I have I- a friend that lives there. I'm gonna oh, really? come. She would love you. Yes, oh, yeah. I have a really good yeah. girlfriend that lives there. Y'all would y'all would vibe. Oh, yeah. So that's my last show in Durham before I moved back to St. Louis. So if you're around, come make sure you come out and don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Five stars. We'll talk to y'all next time. <laughs>